Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show, where we help women executives and entrepreneurs balance their hormones and get their energy back by breaking with convention. This is the show where we go beyond asking, how do I treat my symptoms? And instead examine, how do I truly heal, transform my hormones and change my life? We are here to bring you the outside the box ideas, interviews and action steps focused in the areas of health, relationships and our career all three of which have a huge impact on our hormones. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. I'm your host, mentor, coach, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. I am also a wife, mom and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I am a woman whose own life experience and journey from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony has led to me helping other women break with convention and find the tools they need to not just survive hormonal imbalances, but thrive. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Do you find yourself on or have you been on a restrictive diet for years and find that anytime you stray from it, things just blow up in your face and you don't feel well or your weight starts going back up or, you know, any of these things? Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swinson Ridley. Today we are going to be talking about restrictive diets and how they really actually hurt us more than they help us in the long run and how we move past some of the mindset and, you know, fear that I think we really develop if we don't follow things to a T. And then we're going to wrap up with, I'm actually going to give you um, an intro to, and there's a worksheet. This is also in my new book, but on designing your own roadmap for your diet, meaning what you eat on a daily basis. This idea came up out of my, in, in my group um, and with my clients, we've, we've been running a group. I, I work with everybody in kind of a hybrid scenario where there's someone I want in some group, but as a group, we decided in January to do a six week reset in how we nourish ourselves. So a lot of this has to do with food. It also somewhat has to do with our, our mindset and things we're feeding our mind and, and, you know, mentally and emotionally how we're feeding ourselves as well. However, the, the focus is on food. And so we just hit, um, this is last week based on when this is releasing, but we hit, you know, the point where we're taking some things out of our diet, the first one being sugar. And as we were going into it, I found myself coming up against this. Not like I eat a lot of sugar. Like it's, it's really not a big part of my day to day. I went off refined sugar for the first time when I was 17. And then I spent most of my twenties really not eating a whole lot. And my thirties have been all over the place kind of with hormone stuff and, and stress and all of that. But, you know, I, it's not like a huge staple in my diet. However, as I started approaching something as like restricting it again, like being, you know, so hyper-focused and hyper-aware of, of what I'm eating and, you know, where, where certain things are coming from. Like I started to get this icky, like, ugh, I really don't want to feeling. And a lot of this I think relates to, and has to do with, I've, I've shared some about, you know, my own experience with hitting burnout, which is kind of like that pinnacle of selfless syndrome that we talk about. But what that really looked like and has felt like is like a complete loss of willpower. And it has to do, you know, in my third energy center, which is the the pit of our stomach, I just would feel like this. There's like nothing there. It's like, it's off an outer space somewhere. Right. And the thought of, you know, not like I haven't done this before and know that I can do it and know that it actually feels really good and all these things was just like, I don't want to. 
And I know a lot of, of women come up against this and then, you know, we either, we take one or two roads, either we don't do it at all, or we like beat ourselves into submission and they're like, no, you're doing this. And it's very like not kind (laughs) or loving to ourselves. And my big commitment to my clients and to, you know, this whole process that we're doing together in these six weeks is to love, like explore our relationship to ourselves through food. And so this was like the thing that I was like, wow, am I actually like hating myself <laughs> by not eating sugar? Like, even though like there's, there's things that I don't know, well, things that I know don't make me feel well. And, you know, I, I've talked quite a bit about what those three things are for me. They're dairy, gluten, and, and sugar, like high amounts of sugar. I usually feel nauseous and want to like vomit within a few minutes of eating something really sweet. Like I didn't even eat cake really. I think I had a couple bites of cake on my birthday um, last month. I went through this process of like, okay, how do we reframe this? Like what is the the key to, because we all know sugar is not good for us, right? But if we're coming up against this like resistance, you know, of like, I really don't want to do this. And, you know, I find it with a lot of my clients and myself as well. I spent almost 20 years being what's considered low carb. Like I, I went gluten-free a long time ago. And then over time that became like more and more restrictive until I wasn't eating any grains at all and had like this, this thing against carbs. And I found as I hit my late thirties, that that didn't work for me anymore. <laughs> and I didn't feel well that way. And so I started reintroducing, <clears throat> not eating a bunch of white stuff, but eating like whole grains and sprouted like Ezekiel bread and, you know, tortillas and stuff and actually having a complex carb with most of my meals. It's not the staple of the meal. The staple is always the vegetables, but I've added that back in. And so now, you know, we're going through this process where typically that comes out, especially if we're looking at weight loss and I'm like, hmm, what do we do with this? So if you are in this, you know, space and kind of conundrum almost, I would say, I wanted to give you the reframe that I brought to my clients in looking at this and, and then really challenge you, like, especially if you've been restricted for a super long time and maybe you're trying to, to go back. This is another thing that I've talked with them about is like, you know, we're trying to get back to something when the reality is like, we are very different today than we were whenever that time was in our lives where we you know, had it all going on in terms of our diet and exercise and the way our body looked and how we felt and all of that. Who we are is new and different. And so maybe it's not about getting back to something, but rather about what do you want to create? And so one of the things I'm really create, like wanting to create in my life and that a lot of my clients do is like this really enriching, empowered relationship with the foods I eat and how they make me feel both emotionally and physically. And so in looking at sugar, because let's be honest, like we all know sugar is bad for us. It's in freaking everything. Like I, you know, as I'm doing this again, and I, I think this is one of the things that has changed in the last 20 years, it didn't used to be hidden in so much stuff. And, you know, now there's like 65 names for sugar. It's, it's in so many things. Like I even, you know, I bought what were like healthy, organic, you know, free range chicken tenders for my son. And I was reading the ingredients and the second freaking ingredient on the list was cane sugar that was in the breading that was on it. And it was gluten-free. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And so we have to really be aware of it and looking for it. But more than that, it's not just that, you know, you need to get fatalistic about restricting that from your diet. It's more, I, I really want to know, and this is what I'm encouraging my clients to do with this as we 
take a break from it. It's just like, how do I feel on the sugar? How do I feel off of the sugar? You know, what, what do I, how do I love myself through food that doesn't have insane amounts of sugar in it? This doesn't include fruit. We still keep fruit at this part of the process, the way I teach it. You know, what, what's your mood like? when you are away from it for like, you have to get it out for at least three days to really be able to tell anything in terms of difference, ideally longer than that. But, you know, rather than, than beating ourselves up or, you know, being very like attached to the thing to the point where it's taking up our brain power and just, you know, not fun and something we resist and, and kind of, you know, then you find yourself in the kitchen, like, binging the heck out of a pint of ice cream or whatever it is because you're just you know your blood sugar is so low because you went too extreme with it it's it's finding that place of loving yourself and getting to know yourself in a new way by either having or not having the thing hopefully this all makes sense so you know it's it's and this requires you know it requires some things that we're typically missing from how we approach food one it it requires our attention and mindfulness to like, how did I feel before I ate this? How did I feel, you know, while I ate this? How did I feel after I ate this? And not just feel like physically, but also emotionally. You know, I, I ended up, I ate out over the weekend um, to celebrate a friend's birthday. And it's a restaurant that I have always loved. I haven't been there since before COVID and the pandemic because they actually shut down. They only just reopened recently. And I felt so sick. <laughs> like even as I finished my meal and was getting ready to leave, it was like, ugh, I feel absolutely terrible. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while, or even if you're brand new, I'd like to extend a quick invitation to you. I find far too many women are going through the journey of their hormones changing and their health being different completely on their own. For this reason, I created what I call tea talks. This is a virtual event I facilitate on the second Sunday of the month. This is for women executives and entrepreneurs who are committed to not settling in their health, relationships, or career. This event is a great fit for you if you've already been on a journey and produced some results in any of these areas, but maybe you feel you've plateaued, are feeling all alone, want some new inspiration and direction, or are wrestling with a decision that means big changes in your personal and or professional life. To be clear, this is not a webinar and there's nothing for sale. It's also not something you just show up to to listen. We all participate in conversation together and I facilitate keeping the space safe and healing for all of us. So come with your cup of your favorite tea and a fuzzy blanket and we will spend some time together in deep conversation and connection. To register for our next tea talk, go to calendly.com backslash emergent women backslash tea hyphen talk. Again, that's calendly.com backslash emergent women backslash T hyphen talk. That link is also in the show notes. Now back to our conversation. And so as I was leaving this restaurant, you know, just feeling awful, I remembered that there were have been periods in my life where I felt that way all the time after eating, whether it was due to stress or due to what I was eating or just, you know, this lack of awareness of how things were really affecting me. So you know, the, the big overarching message I want to give you to just think about in this is, you know, rather than restricting your food and, and looking at it as like, oh, I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't have that. And, you know, this isn't necessarily for those of you that maybe are struggling with a lot of 
you know, your body's overly reactive. And so you're very limited on the numbers of food, like what foods you can eat. And you even react to things that, you know, maybe you shouldn't be like blueberries or, you know, like there's certain foods that you've eaten your whole life that suddenly you can't eat anymore. I have a client like that. And, um, one of the big things that shifted for her, she actually reached a point where she was able to eat a broader spectrum of things. And some of the things that hadn't been, you know, working well with her body, what started working better. And then she hit like super high stress. And so it it went back and she really connected how much stress was impacting her ability to eat and enjoy food. And so, you know, there, for those of you in, in that, place, there might be some of that going on. And it's not just about that you have to avoid the things for your, the rest of your life. There's other things that we might want to look at, right? So this is more for those of you that, you know, maybe you've been eating keto for a really long time or doing intermittent fasting for a really long time or restricting something for so long that you're feeling burnt out by it. Maybe you're, you know, uninspired in the kitchen or food has become not fun and bland and, all, all of those things. And I'm not saying like, go eat all the things. This isn't permission to do that. But what we want to really look at is how can we love ourselves with food? And how can we be aware enough of the foods that we eat to know what is loving ourselves and what is maybe not? And this is the whole key to, you know, I mentioned a food roadmap earlier. Um, this is the whole key to that. I, in looking at this, I'll I'll record something separately and, and share this after I plan it. But, you know, I really actually, I think what we need is a, a workshop on really building your own food roadmap because so many of us, we get so tied into these, you know, things where food is such a focus and takes up so much of our brain power. And for a lot of women, it's not fulfilling. It's not satisfying. It's, it's causing more stress, which is actually going to, you know, impact how well you digest your food and what your hormones are doing and all of those things even more than if you were to just, I'm not saying, you know, a lot, we, we kind of live in this culture where the ideas, and my husband is very much like this and my stepsons, but it's like, they don't care what's in it. If it tastes good, that's great. You know, they live to eat. And I'm in this place where I still enjoy my food, but I also eat to live because it is, you know, it's the things that fuel us. It's what our bodies are literally made up of is the things that we are putting in ourselves. And we don't have to be fatalistic and frustrated and, you know, eating really like so many people have this impression that healthy food is boring, plain, and doesn't taste good. And they don't know what to eat. It doesn't have to be any of those things, but we have to be willing to step back from all of that programming that the world has, you know, instilled in us that you have to restrict and you have to count calories and count macros and count micros. And, you know, you can't eat this and you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And more look at like, what makes me feel good? <laughs> and what's my emotional state, you know, before I have the thing and after, like, I might think that ice cream is going to make me feel good, but I've shared this enough on here. <laughs> I typically will end up with a sore throat and super mad at everyone around me within half an hour of eating it. So that's not true. Like we have to rewrite those, you know, programming that we have, you know, because sugar is addictive and all of those things and really truly look at like what is true for us. And this is something, you know, I, I stress and talk about in my new book and in a lot of the things I teach and in how I work with women, like we have to get connected to what our truth actually is. And it might be that some of those things work really well for you and you like feel amazing and you're in a great place with yourself and your relationship with food. 
doing some of that stuff, you know, for one of my clients, it's, it's bright line eating and an intermittent fasting schedule. And she just like, loves it, feels amazing. It's gotten to know all these things about herself. And like, so that works for her and she, it's not an issue because it just works for others. Like for me, intermittent fasting is not something that works well for me. It's just not like I, I don't do well emotionally. I don't do well, like all the things. So I choose to eat within 30 minutes of waking up and that is what works well for me. And so it's not about like finding that perfect silver bullet thing. It's about really getting connected to yourself and what your truth is and what you really need and, and having the patience to mindfully explore all of that and really create what you need to nourish you in a sustainable future. So some resources for you to continue kind of this, this conversation and looking at all of this is um, my new book, which is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle, and also through my website as a, in a digital format as well. Um, it's the selfless syndrome book. So it's called selfless syndrome, the root cause of exhaustion, anxiety, and hormonal chaos in high achieving women. So pick that up. I have a whole chapter that's dedicated to a lot of the stuff around food and how you really take this on. I'm going to host a workshop on creating your food roadmap. I literally just decided this while recording this. So I'm going to, coming up right after I finish this, there should be a little blurb about uh, the food workshop when it is enrolling all that. It will be something that is live that you want to show up for if you can. So all of that coming up momentarily. And, you know, your other option is to, especially if you've been around for a long time, I'm really terrible at inviting people into like the next thing with me, right? So here's the next thing. And it's not anything that's a sale thing or, or any of that. It's to actually just connect with me on a call and help me guide you to like, where should you be focused? And what, what is your next thing that's going to move the needle in terms of this conversation around selfless syndrome of, you know, getting your energy back of, of any of the things that bring you here to the show week after week. And that is what I call a selfless syndrome breakthrough session. Literally nothing for sale. If you want to talk about working with me, we set up a totally different call for that. But regardless, you know, if you just want some guidance or actually want to explore that option, you start with this call. So the link is in the show notes. Um, it's a Calendly link. Just jump on my schedule at a time that works for you. And I would gladly I'd be more than happy to connect with you. I love just connecting with people, having conversation. I love this, but I also love, you know, interacting. So jump on my schedule, jump on one of those, and let's just talk. And like I said, I'm not here to pressure you on anything. I'm here to help provide some guidance for your specific situation, especially if you have questions on how you tackle any of these things. So with that, I'm going to wrap up, and I will plan to see you next week. There should be a little blurb about the, the roadmap food roadmap workshop and we will talk to you next time as promised and in the spirit of february and self-love i'm going to be hosting a brand new free workshop called love yourself with food break through restrictive diets and build your own food roadmap this is going to be happening live on february 18th which is a saturday at 11 a.m pacific time or 2 p.m eastern time that is 10 a.m alaska time and we'll be on Zoom. Together, we will be helping you create your own food roadmap that is not only unique to you, but has that missing ingredient of self-love in there as well. So to register, go to emergentwomencoaching.com backslash love hyphen yourself. Again, that is emergentwomencoaching.com backslash love hyphen yourself. 
and I will see you on the 18th. Thank you so much for tuning into the Selfless Syndrome Show. It is for listeners like you that I continue to show up every week to share new ideas, interviews, and action steps on getting your energy back and balancing your hormones unconventionally. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review. You can do this on whatever platform you are joining us from. This helps us continue to grow and reach even more women around the world. Also, while I love showing up and sharing my deep thoughts with you, I'd also love to know what questions you have and would like answers to. You can visit www.speakpipe.com backslash the selfless syndrome show and leave me a message. I will answer your question on an up and coming Q&A episode. Again, that's www.speakpipe.com backslash the selfless syndrome show. You can also find me hanging out most often on LinkedIn, where I publish a weekly newsletter called The Selfies Chronicle. I look forward to hearing from you in either place. Until next time, continue breaking with convention and taking action one step at a time.